0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Frozen Four podcast brought to you by NHL News Updates. I'm, a, I'm your host, Luke. I got Josh and Steve with me. Stack's is to join us. However, we do have a special guest that I'll let Steve introduce in just a minute. But first, Josh, how are you doing?
1: Not too bad. I um, had a few days off here and there, so I've been kind of catching up on some you know just sleep and everything like that had a nice little and how holiday was your christmas too yeah yeah no uh christmas was good um finally got my grandma over for christmas since covid so that's nice um, i've seen her a bunch but like this is like the first holiday well we had it for thanksgiving but still it was nice um but yeah just hung out with the fam hung out with uh, my girlfriend's family and yeah just other than that just trucking along got a long day tomorrow that i'm not looking forward to but Going to see some new Sabres players in tomorrow night's game. So that'll be fun. Um, But other than that, I'm doing pretty good. How about you, Steve?
2: Doing pretty well. Uh, Off this week from work because there's literally nothing to do tax-wise. So might as well just do nothing at home instead of do nothing at the office, uh, which involves me just studying profusely for my next CPA exam. So yay. But the fun part is New Year's Eve going to see uh Spider-Man no yeah. way home and I'm forcing Laura to come with me because we're going with our couple friends and she it only really saw the original with uh, Toby Toby, Toby McGuire yeah oh my don't gosh. For, I, don't
1: you slander his name <laughs> dude, for some reason I
2: thought I was wrong in saying Toby McGuire anyways so we're trying to watch all the movies because I have them trying to watch all of them before no way home or else she will be sitting there and she won't understand shit. So it's a work week, but it's a fun week. But anyways, we got my old teammate, good, good buddy, pride of Penfield fairport. I don't, not even sure. Cause you're right on the edge of New York. And mm-hmm. you know, he's an actual pro hockey player. Never would have guessed medium, but he's a pro hockey player. The, Energizer Bunny from Hell, Nicholas Gullo. How you doing, Gallo?
3: What's up, boys? Uh Thanks for having me. Super excited, super honored to be on the podcast with you guys tonight. And uh Stavi, good interview, buddy. That was a uh, good intro right there. Good for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, Energizer maybe, uh, Bunny from, from Hell. C- <laughs> oh, hey.
3: hey, whatever he wants to call me, go for it. We'll ride. We'll ride with that one
2: tonight. <laughs> That's a new really? one. I've never I mean, heard if of that. You ever seen this guy skate? I mean, you're you're what five six?
3: Five on a good day. I'm a good day. Okay. Okay.
2: So you see this guy move, like his crossover is mm-hmm. insane. It's, his feet are so quick because they have to be.
3: It's like the uh, old cartoon, the Roadrunner, when you'd get going, that's what the feet look like. The boots look like on the ice. Just <laughs> yeah, going so thousand me, miles an meanwhile hour.
2: Me, I'm you know, 6'1", and most of my length is through my legs. Taking and you got hey, Steve, rides, did... and then all of a sudden he cuts to the middle, and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Steve
3: well, you ever, got uh, cinder
1: blocks tied to your legs, so. Steve ever tell you that he botched two breakaways in a row in one game with me one time? No, we he played didn't beer... actually. We... <laughs> I got him for this a couple episodes ago. We played a beer league we game together.
0: Like three
1: times. I know I can't let him go. I can't let it go, but we played a beer league game together. And I think one of the, one of the breakaways, I just saw a beautiful pass to him. And then he's skating down the ice. I go off for a change and I look back and he's in the corner, talks in the <laughs> other corner. And I'm like, what the hell happened? And Sorry, then, what happened? <laughs> the second okay, time, what
2: happened was, this is the first time <laughs> I skated in like five months. The ice was softer than puppy dog shit. <laughs> and my skates had been sharpened. in before nationals, when I was still in school, meanwhile, this is like, see, I'm hearing an excuse. I'm hearing a lot
3: hear, of, see, excuses. Hear, oh, hear a hear of excuses. A lot of excuses. Lot of excuses <laughs> right you know,
2: just to deflect from my failures. uh, Perfect sauce, Josh. No, that was a grenade with the pin still in it.
1: Hey, it, it got to you. That's what mattered. Yeah, <laughs> it's
2: okay. Well, yeah, I, I I pulled a Jimmy VC a couple of times. Yeah. I wanted to make a move, and I just ate shit.
1: The second one, uh, if I make up for him, it, just
0: sniping it on Josh. All right. When he tries to play goalie. All right. I'm getting oh, yeah, but Savi Savi right. can't lift the puck though. If I remember, he doesn't <laughs> lift the puck ever. He doesn't know how.
2: Yeah, well, Josh is five holes wide open, so. I think I'd bury it past that guy.
1: All right. We all got our licks in. Okay. Hey, <laughs> uh, anyway, so before we get into the interview, let's do a little bit of league news because we there's a lot going on. We haven't been able to do too much lately. Um, yes, Luke, I know we skipped over you. I'm sorry. We'll give you extra time in closing ah, time. Okay. Um, God, okay. First things first, the World Juniors is going on. Uh, it's been going pretty smoothly so far. Sabres prospect Owen Power, first Canadian defenseman to score a hat trick in the World Junior Tournament. It's fucking sick. I'm so excited for him. Um, <laughs> Dude, you see
2: his attempt at a fourth goal? Yeah, yeah. He I was watching a that game. Giving goal with, uh, I think it was Bedard, mm-hmm. and then he's at the side of the net and he pulls it between his legs and tries to roof it
1: and almost does. Yeah, I, I think he's, I, I. I don't know how many points he's going to have, but it's going to be a lot. It, he's going to get double digits, I think. Um, More but yeah, importantly,
2: is mean, just seeing him control the game.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and Definitely. he's just like like he's kind of giving me shades of Darlene, I think, but in a different way. Like Darlene could just dangle you, but Power like quarterbacks everything. Like you just give him the puck and he'll make up a play. You know, I don't know.
3: Maybe he's just... uh, man. He's built like an old school Chris Pronger. I feel like with his frame, yeah, like maybe not as mean, but he's huge and, like you said, he can like dictate a game, right? By, just by his presence on the ice,
1: yeah.
2: And guys that big usually don't skate that fast. Like some uh, some analysts going into his draft year, were talking about how kind of in the defensive zone he kind of gets beat, you know, flat footed that sort of crap. All of that has just disappeared from his game. Like the development year on year has been astounding. And this is really going to be his coming out party. Six. Yeah, six, six. And like we said, he did (laughs) a between the legs move and almost roofed it. Full speed when most people can't do that standing still. Right. Just this tournament's going to be a spring off point for the back half of his season as he makes his claim to the Hobie Baker against uh, Devin Levi and very quietly Jake Sanderson. Yeah. Um, and lead it right into, a, hopefully, a contract with the Sabres.
1: Yeah, hopefully. Um, in other team news, though, uh, our good old boys, the USA, won their first game out. I think it was 2-1, 3-1? 3-2. 3-2. Okay. Wow, I was wrong. On they play the okay. Slovakia. Um, yeah. 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 Cause, yeah, Canada played Czech. USA played Slovakia. And then Austria played Finland. And then Sweden played. Is it the
2: Czech or Chesney
1: has I don't know I Check don't understand map. those Check I don't map. understand those countries. Um, no offense that didn't, that I came out really one, bad.
2: one of the old Soviet <laughs> bloc countries.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: someone with a Yelly language, <laughs> go with that.
1: Um, in some unfortunate news though, the USA game today, uh, we're recording on the twenty eighth was canceled. I think they were playing Finland.
0: It was it was forfeited.
1: Right, forfeited, which I think is kind of bullshit because it's like how could they help that their players got covid shouldn't be canceled like you don't see nhl games being forfeited you know but then again the the tournament's on a schedule they have to get it done by a certain time so players can go back they just didn't want to adjust the schedule but i mean they got to go back to their teams you know their team seasons schedule around this and like you'll see like a domino effect i mean aren't some of these guys coming from their nhl clubs or no
2: no,
0: like not, one or not two, but NHL clubs. Uh <coughs> McTav- I don't McTavish, think I A- think, is the only one. I think oh, right. uh yeah.
2: Perfetti might be like the only one who's playing like in the AHL who got released to the tournament. Well,
1: McTavish is him been and somebody
0: else. Oh, McTavish, McTavish has been playing. playing
1: with Anaheim, I thought. No, yeah.
2: no, they, they sent sure. him back. McTavish oh. has been back in junior.
1: Gotcha. Um
2: but I
3: saw but yeah, something. So I, I don't saw... know. I just I saw something, too, that USA might have to forfeit their next two games as well. That's Which, just... I mean, don't I, – I don't know. Like I don't know. I just saw something like that today or maybe it was up for debate. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's – like, I feel bad for these kids. It's not right. I
0: mean, if that's the case, they're pretty much out of the chance of
2: – Dude, if, if they – Right. I mean, if the United States gets relegated because of this, we riot.
0: Or we just watch them put up 13 goals in every game.
2: That's even low ball. against like Austria, right? Dude, that that would be if they were in the second second tier. Like I, I think uh, my last year, uh, Ruiz. Go, did you ever meet Ruiz?
3: Uh, I very briefly I, I met him or skated with him maybe like once or twice.
2: Yeah, he loved his toe drags. They worked like once all season. During, during
3: against practice. you
2: or everybody else? Well in the game I think it was more successful oh, okay. but during practice I think he only got me once never let me hear the end of it but you know three hours a day practicing eventually I'm gonna blank
3: it would, it got you once a practice that makes sense
2: okay cool yeah whatever you, gotta you
1: know, come on more often knock out you gotta come on more often and knock down Steve's ego <laughs> uh he's probably got a huge ego I,
3: I saw I saw too much with the year I played with him so
2: Dude, it's oh, getting it's out of control yeah <laughs> Out of control. So, so, anyways, he was in the second tier uh, World Juniors, and I'm thinking like, no, he's a good player. I think he ended up playing. Uh, I think he ended up on a decent college team, mm-hmm. but like that could have been any of us on off that team. And <laughs> just just imagine someone like Jack Hughes when he's 18 going against us like murdered, absolutely murder.
1: Sitting at a train station, there, Golo. What the hell, (laughs) buddy?
3: Buddy, they're just ripping by me right now. I'm in the car, nice and loud. That's that's uh, what you get when you're in the cornfields of Illinois. That's all there is out here. So, (laughs)
1: well, last time Uh, we did an
2: interview in the car, Rob Ray was driving his kid to baseball practice. Yeah, perfect. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs)
1: That was great. You love to see it. Um, So, but anyway, so back to the World Junior stuff. um, Honestly, it's been hard to tell like how this is all gonna go. Because, like, I mean, with these forfeits and with, like, all the COVID and everything, I mean, it looks like Canada is going to be the dominant force here. I know we were talking a couple weeks ago, like, we weren't sure how they were going to be just because, you know, the whole, like, star player mentality. Like, if there's too many stars on one team, are they going to be that good? Because they might just clash with each other, you know. But it looks like these guys are really meshing well. Um, the only thing they really suffer at really right now is goaltending. I mean, in their first game, they gave up. Two or three goals in like a minute and a half, like it was bad <laughs> we we were wa me and my dad were watching, we were like, like what's happening to Canada right now? They were losing two or three one, and then obviously power just went off, but um their defense definitely saved them in that game because they scored I think all the goals or at least four of the five yeah um I've been able to
2: watch, but I heard Asparov's not doing so hot for Russia.
1: Askarov is bad. Like
2: he was bad, bad last year, and you can understand it. Like UPL was in it as an eighteen-year-old, he got lit up. Then he came back the next year and was a and was player of the tournament. So Askarov being just as bad as he was last year—that's concerning. Does not bode well for Nashville.
1: No, um, I mean, granted, he's nineteen. There's a yeah, lot like we said, going age weird. <laughs> yeah, look at UPL, um, <laughs> but. Yeah, so, I mean, there's still, like, a big question mark there for Askarov, but I don't think Russia's going to be a threat. Although, Matvey michkov is – holy shit. Die, that dude, guy's nasty.
3: That move he pulled in the neutral zone the other day was It looked ridiculous. like a magic trick. Like It was ridiculous.
2: Like a, I've never seen that. Like, it was a toe drag, but he also put it through his feet. I'm, I Like, I watched it ten times. I still don't quite understand what happened. He
1: did it, like – one-handed too, like while like transitioning up ice, it was he did like While six gaining speed, right? <laughs> like like it was it is insane. insane. If Him he can
2: and Bedard are going to be absolutely incredible to watch in their draft years.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know where Michkov plays overseas, but I might just stay up and watch those games just
2: to see KHL. Well, probably, I probably uh, but... Saint Petersburg or whatever that. The
1: Scott, that
2: Scott, Seska, or
3: whatever. CSO. yeah. yeah. Well, they were already comparing comparing it to, like, the Crosby Ovechkin when they were coming up. Like, you have a Canadian and a Russian, and I've seen, like, a lot of that stuff, which is crazy to think, like, 15-, 16-year-old kids are already getting that kind of hype and publicity, but today's age with, like, social media now, it's no surprise.
2: Yeah. I mean, Bedard's had that kind of hype since he was, like, 13. And that hasn't really happened since McDavid. But uh, Shane, usually Shane, Shane Wright did a Europe. little bit. Shane Wright had a lot oh, of yeah. hype. Oh, yeah,
3: Shane Wright. Shane Wright like did 15.
2: have a lot of hype because he, he's one of those uh, – one of the first exceptional status whatevers to get mm-hmm. in at 15. Yeah. But, so, um, I mean, he's going to be number one pick this year. We'll, we'll see how it goes. He, yeah. Not having a great season, but
1: – No, but, I mean, if he falls – like someone's gonna get a seal I doubt he's gonna follow
2: I, I doubt it um, you got, guys like that don't come around much like yeah, you have to yeah. draft him at number one
1: right um one other quick little funny note then we'll move on to some NHL news uh in an interview the other night a uh German player was being I think it was German either German or, Aust- or Austrian he's being interviewed by TSN and he's 16 as well so he was being asked, you know, how much homework do you have after your games? And he's like, oh, it was bad at first, but now it's kind of died off because we're on a break right now at school. So imagine being that
2: teacher. Like your student is in the world fucking juniors in Vancouver and you're you're still assigning them homework. Right. Like how (laughs) much of a douchebag are you?
1: Yeah. Like, but the fact that he's a 10th grader playing, like, that just boggles my mind. I don't understand. On the world
3: stage, like, in front of, like, all these fans, national television, like...
1: Against guys I mean, that are going to be, like, NHLers next year. Oh, 100%.
3: Year. I mean, who like, knows if that kid's, like, doing his own homework or whatever. But, like, still, so, at the end of... Yeah, probably not. But at the end of the day, it's crazy.
1: Yeah.
2: Academic stands are probably higher than Alabama's, though.
1: <laughs> anyway, so... And here's the first eye roll from, uh... from Luke. <laughs> <laughs> For so... Sake. Got a lot of news to cover real quick in the NHL. A lot of COVID BS. Um, you know, everyone's kind of sick of the whole COVID thing, obviously. But, but um, uh, <laughs> funny. Uh, God, I didn't realize I walked into that one. So, um, there's been a lot of postponements coming down today. It was announced that there's going to be a week of postponed games, mainly in Canada, um, just to kind of save revenue. I think. Honestly, not to sound terrible, but like, they make more money in American cities, and there's more American cities, so they're trying to like kind of keep the spread of COVID down while also saving a dollar. Um, so
2: yeah, so basically, what's happening is, outside of the the postponements they had before the Christmas break, now they're postponing games mostly in Canada so that they're not losing revenue because the Canadian government has re-implemented capacity limits. So the NHL is trying not to lose out on revenue because they've been getting squeezed for years. I mean, players don't want to be paying it back in escrow, so they're probably on board, but it's turning the schedule into a complete fuster clock. I just want to watch some damn hockey. I think tonight there's finally some games.
1: Yeah, and tomorrow, the uh, 29th is... Like, definitely there's games. Um, it better be. But, I, I,
2: I can't stand, like, I'm sitting at home, like, well, I could watch a movie I've watched a million times, or I could study. Like, there's no sports on. I don't even have a good excuse not to be productive. That's bullshit.
1: <laughs> Video games. um I said a good excuse. Bad. All right. All right. Uh, but, yeah, and then Brad Marchand came out. Uh, a couple days ago, had some very choice words for the NHL and I think the NHLPA as well. Luke, I think yeah. you have the
0: quote. I believe it was actually either yesterday or today that oh. he came out with this. It wasn't today. I know that. I think I b- it was yesterday. I believe it was yesterday then. He said the NHL, NHLPA can change the rules of the CBA to add a taxi squad so that they don't miss any games and don't lose any money, which has already been agreed upon that the players will pay back an escrow until the owners are made whole from what they – they have lost during this pandemic, regardless how many games are missed. Yet they can't do a taxi squad during the Olympics, so they can honor the agreement they made. So the NHL players can go. Please tell me that's not bullshit. And for all of you who want to uh, who want to pipe back about forfeiting pay while being gone, yeah, not a problem. Let the players make their choice. Yeah. So I mean, Marshman is basically just saying that the players make the choice. If they want to go to the Olympics, they want to go to the Olympics. That's their choice.
2: Yeah. In theory, I'm I'm behind that. However, just where it is, like my reasons for thinking if it it was me of not going are different than, oh, it's because, you know, the schedule's messed up because there's COVID outbreaks. No, my, my rationale would be I don't trust the Chinese government with my health and my essentially my freedom because they can say they can give you a bogus positive COVID test and you're stuck there for at least six weeks. Right. That would be my reason, but Marshan's right, you know, he's right on the money. God, I I hate that those words just came out of my mouth because he's such a prick. But he's right. Like, it should be the player's choice. However, I mean, their representatives, the Players Association did agree to it, so individual players might be miffed, but they, their representatives made the call.
3: Man, you've lost now two Olympics with generational players, like Crosby and and McDavid and like Ovechkin like you're losing like historic players representing their countries in the Olympics and like 2010 was crazy like that, I guess that's the one that stands out the most to me with all like the future hall of famers and just incredible players and in that and um if you're part of like the Olympic committee like revenue wise like you're upset because you're probably losing a lot of money with having amateurs in there rather than these professional athletes because people aren't going to go watch or tune in on television as if you Know these players were there. I know there's still going to be a, a, a pretty sizable draw, um, but I think that's like, man, that's really tough for them. Well, I mean,
1: this probably this probably would have been Crosby's last Olympics, this probably would have been
3: Ovi's uh, last Olympics. Ovi's last Ovi will
0: be fine for the next one. Yeah, Ovi OV will just hit some he'll Russian 40, gas. It'll he'll be okay. 40. He was not like he's it's
2: not like he's Yager and like the Czech Republic only have him.
3: Well, Ovi's already fifty-three years old. His birthday is yeah, forge. Like... and he's Russian.
2: His <laughs> liver's um... ninety.
0: So, exactly. <laughs> Did you guys
1: see Yager's tweet the other day? Speaking of Jeremy Yager, it was his birthday or something, and he said, uh, "Just turn a ripe old age or whatever his age is." And he said, "Ovi, I'm coming for you." <laughs> I don't. I don't even remember. What, it was some. He hit some sort of milestone and like tweeted at Ovi, and it like went viral. Not at Ovi, but like. <laughs> Said so he was coming back to the back to the show, and I, he could probably do it. If Gordie Howe could – well, no, that's a different game. I was gonna say, no,
2: Jager y- played his timeout, and then he, he yeah. literally could not keep up with the speed. Yeah. The game slowed down if, like, everyone played, like, uh, Joe Thornton's line on San Jose.
1: Here's fact, what it was. they made f-
2: their run to the cup. Like, that sort of speed, he would have been fine. But that's not I, how the game played.
1: He's, he, he tweeted, Merry Christmas to you all. My job as a Santa is finished for the year, so now I can concentrate on, on hockey and look out OV8. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, a little bit of fun. Anyway,
0: um, standings? Yeah, so we're going to get to interview in just a moment, but we got some standings as we're coming back into play, which is starting my – as we think tonight if not definitely starting tomorrow 12/29. So, a look at the standings as we get back into playing. Steve, I believe you're going to take away the Atlantic for us.
2: Yeah, so the Atlantic is kind of kind of set in stone, I would I'd say. You got your big 3 plus 1. Wait, do so,
1: you think for like the rest of the season it's set in stone?
2: The only teams that matter
1: I mean, I so half the division is no,
2: going to make kidding. the playoffs, and the other half isn't going to be relevant at all. So you've got Tampa Bay, Toronto, Florida as your top three, and then Detroit's in fourth with 33 points at 31 games. But then there's Boston with 20, or uh, with 30 points in 26 games. So they got five games in hand on Detroit. Yeah. They'll, they'll, and three points behind them. They're going to pass them. Detroit's falling like a rock. Like I told you they would, cause they're not that good. And what, what do you okay. think one of Buffalo Ottawa or Montreal is going to make a run? No, it's going to be Boston, Florida, Toronto, Tampa Bay. And then everyone else is going to be fighting for Shane, Wright position.
1: What'll be cool though. I mean, okay. Again, here comes optimistic Josh. If the Sabres do somehow mount something here, it'll be nice because then the Leaf Sabres rivalry and the Sabres Bruins rivalry will mean something again. It's not just gonna be, oh my god, I hate these guys. It's gonna be we're fighting with these guys for a playoff spot potentially. And I think that's exciting to me as a fan. Maybe a little
0: optimistic.
2: I think more likely they're gonna be in a position of spoiler. So that that too. They're gonna one of those teams, either Boston probably Boston. I don't see Florida, Tampa, or Toronto dropping off. I hope it's Toronto because that'd be hilarious. But one of those teams is going to be fighting for a wild card spot, and the Met is pretty good. So they'll be fighting with the teams from the Metro to try and get one of those wild card spots. So Buffalo might be in a position to knock them off so then only the top three teams in the Atlantic make it, and they laugh at them as whoever doesn't make it Batman will probably give them the number one pick.
1: Yeah, right. Well, watch Boston pick first to get right.
2: I think one thing too, like you got to consider is like you say these
3: teams are set in stone, Stavi, and like um, I know Josh was like optimistically speaking, like Buffalo might make it, but with this whole like COVID protocol nineteen or COVID nineteen protocol and the whole taxi squad, like man, teams can lose like eight players, and that yeah. can really affect teams for like three or four games and six six to eight points is a huge swing, so. I I don't think you can say like things are set with the way it is right now and how crazy it's going to be with postponements and players having to set out for X amount of games and whatever and like I, like this year more than ever I think you could see some crazy stuff like wild things happen.
1: Well, we already saw Boston went down with COVID. Well, COVID at least um, quarantining with Bergeron, Marchand. Um, was Pasta in there too? I don't remember. It was like there. It was like a few of the big guys. Um, they all went down with in into the quarantine. They didn't necessarily have COVID, but they just had to go into quarantine. And Boston didn't really do much. They kind of floundered mm-hmm. a little bit. Unfortunately, as much as we all wanted to see him do good, Olmark hasn't really been himself. He's been kind of shaky. But um, I don't know. I, I'm not saying, like I said, I'm always the optimist, but Boston is very much a wild card team this year, I think. I don't think they cracked the top three.
2: I mean, I'll, I'll definitely give it to you. If something weird's going to happen, it's going to be this year.
1: Yeah. Yep. This is the year the streak breaks because it's a weird year. And then everyone will be like, oh, oh it doesn't Dude, do not a chance. <laughs> All
0: right. So we've been positive <laughs> enough here. Uh, we're going to go over to the Metro now to talk about some of these teams that's going to give issues to that wildcard spot in the Atlantic.
1: Yep. So the Metro is pretty, like Steve said, it the Metro is very good. Um Currently, the wild card holder in the mat is Pittsburgh with 39 points. They're 17, 8, and 5. Coming in at third, New York, 19, 7, and 4 with 42 points. Looks like they're starting to figure it out with their however many amazing draft picks, um, even though Capocago still sucks. Uh, Washington at 18, 6, and 7 with 43 points. Tied for first with Carolina, who is 21, 7, and 1 with 43 points. Washington at a Batman first place. Um nipping on the heels of the Penguins is, well not really nipping on the heels, actually I should say. Columbus is 14, 13, and one with 29 points. But like Steve said, if if Columbus gets more points than Boston, or, or well if Columbus gets more points than Detroit at this point. Um Columbus is in and Detroit it, is in more
0: it'd more likely be Philadelphia. Right. No, Columbus. I'm not I'm just saying as the standings sit. So Philly, well, Philadelphia also has 29 points, sitting at 12, 12, and 5. Yeah,
1: Philly's bouncing back. They had a little bit of a shaky start, but they're coming coming out of the cellar. New Jersey at 10, 15, and 5 with 25 points. And the struggling Islanders still with not, still without double-digit wins at 8, 12, and 6. After so going Still on.
0: still without Matt Barzell. Don't yeah, Matt Barzell went. is
1: still missing. I don't know that joke, but I want to know. Oh, I,
2: I think is. they found him.
0: Oh, oh, they finally found him? Crushed. Okay.
1: That's good. <laughs> but in their last ten, they are three, three, and four. So this is not the Islanders team of years past. Um they were on a nine game losing streak, I think it was, in their new building. At least like nine games at home, I think. Um, or just nine games in general. I can't remember they're where so it was. So bad.
0: Well they had it they had a ten game losing streak.
1: Oh, it was ten games? I didn't know if it yeah. was nine or ten. But and then they finally got a win in their new building and it looks like they're kind of writing the ship a little bit they're not going down anymore they're at least like coming level maybe i don't know they're three three and four in their last 10 so who knows but uh the the devils are falling hard they're on a six game losing streak um yeah i mean this could be this could be a a hot take
3: but i like man the islanders their roster and their coaching staff is constructed too well to be where they are right now so i think if you if you see them stay kind of where they're at I don't think you would see a coaching change. I'm sure there will be rumblings about that, but I don't think that will happen. Um, but I just can't see them staying where they are. Like, I could see them yeah. going on a huge run and pushing for a wild card spot.
1: I think, yeah. down. I mean, they're going to have to string a lot together, though. Mm-hmm. It's just that team, I I hate watching that team play. They're such a boring defensive I team. I think it's going
0: to come down to uh, Sorokin figuring out his shit in that.
1: Yeah, that's really where they're struggling is goaltending. Like, if they still had Leonard and Grice from like a couple years ago, I mean, this team would be in first or second place in the Metro. But without that goal, without that solid goaltending, you can't really play that defensive style too much because you don't have a reliable goalie in your net. Um, you also can't
2: play a defensive style when your defense sucks.
1: That too. Pelican Pulak have been ass, and they were like two of the best defensemen last year. Um, and they didn't really lose anybody, did they? I mean, the only one they really lost was Josh Bailey. To they got, old. They got yeah. Dodson, no, they, too. No, they Dodson lost uh, Eberle, They lost oh, Eberle, not Bailey. I always get those two confused. I don't know why.
2: Eberle is significantly better. Yeah. Um then
1: Bailey. Yeah. Steve
2: Bailey, yeah. Steven.
0: Uh, I'm I'm with Steven on this one. Really? Wow. I, I like have... Eberle.
1: I think so too, but Bailey's more of a goal scorer, though. I feel like I mean, Eberly more all around, Bailey's kind of a finisher. Bailey's I more would have, power. I think Bailey's I a playmaker.
2: The other thing I would have said, he's more of an all around player, but everly's scoring ability makes him a better, more yeah. valuable game,
3: player. Everly's definitely more of a game breaker than Bailey yeah. is,
2: and that's what they're missing. Uh, I mean. They lost Barzel for a while, and I still don't get the joke.
1: I, I, I don't, don't know either, but
0: matters. he's just missing, according to NHL Twitter.
1: <laughs> and, and isn't Not Andres anymore, Lee also hurt? Yes. Andre... No, I think Andres Lee's back.
2: Then he hasn't been nearly as good since he got hurt last year.
1: Oh, so Ryan Pulak is actually on LTIR. Um, So that is why their defense – I mean, their defense isn't great. They got Adam Pellick. He's good. Scott Mayfield. Eh. Noah Dobson's coming up. Yeah, Robin? They thought
2: Dobson was going to take more of a step than he has. Yeah, And then Tony Wilde was kind of like their backup. Oh, and you know what? I think happened? they sent him overseas because I think he wouldn't get vaccinated. So they didn't put him in the AHL.
1: Yeah. So, so, so
2: something like that. But so, they. they They've had guys who they thought were going to be better than they are, and they're just not.
1: I found and the s- two very large old problems, Chara and Andy Green.
2: Yeah. I mean, Andy Green can still play the game. You forget Chara they, had Devin, far, Devin,
1: they had Devin Taves too, and they, they got rid of him. him. Yeah, they got rid of him for yeah. like
2: nothing. He got a couple second-round picks. So they just which they picked the wrong I mean, guy a, to ship out. He's a pretty big
3: guy, and I, like that's – I think that's a, a young piece that really hurts losing them. Yeah,
2: yeah that that was a hundred percent. They were trying to make room for their young defensemen, and they weren't ready.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But hey, we'll see if the Islanders can turn it around. I mean, personally, I wouldn't mind not seeing them in the playoffs this year. Like I said, I hate how they play; they're boring. Um, moving over to the Central the central is kind of what actually no i well i expected minnesota to be up there but not in first still so the wild are sitting at 19 9 and 2 with 40 points nashville nashville of all teams is right on their heels yeah that's where i'm confused yeah um right on their heels at 39 points 19 10 and 1 tied in second with them is seattle at 17 9 and 5 with what team Or Seattle, St. Louis. St. Louis is in tied in second with seventeen nine and five with thirty nine points, and Colorado rounds out the four at seventeen eight and two at thirty six. On the cusp are the Jets and the Stars. They each have thirty three
0: and thirty two points respectively. Um, And then on the next episode, Josh is going to learn what team has what acronym. Look, look, look. Okay, abbreviation,
1: Um, whatever. Chicago and Arizona are still just bad. Sorry, Luke.
0: Arizona. In and his Chicago defense, oh yeah, no, they're they're bad.
2: In his defense, if there's anyone who's terrible at geography, I'd be the worst one.
0: Yeah, we already. Is...
2: You remember my Lake Tahoe fiasco? That is. Oh
1: yeah, very yeah. You through. thought? Yeah, Steve thought Lake Tahoe was in New York.
2: Oh,
3: Steve. I thought it was one of the Probably. Adirondack lakes. Are you oh, thinking my. Lake? You're thinking Lake George? God <laughs> I was picturing.
1: It near Lake George. Yeah, we were oh. talking about it, and Steve's like, Why aren't they playing on the lake? It's frozen, it's New York. And I was like, Steve, it's in Nevada. No, Buddy, no you're seeing, that's awful. like the
2: sun, the sun melted it. And I was oh. like, Wow. So it's like the first time we ever got sun in New York during the winter. Yeah, and then they're all looking was. at me through the screen, it's like, What the fuck is he talking As about? As
3: they should, my man. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and then there's like, dude, it's in Nevada. I was like, it's they try to play hockey in the fucking desert? <laughs> Who well, thought that was a it's good the idea. mountains. <laughs> it's the
1: mountains of Nevada. It's like the border of
0: Nevada
2: it's and Colorado. The desert.
1: <laughs> anyway, um, it's desert. So... Anyway,
0: it's
2: adjacent to the desert. Colorado
0: does have desert. Colorado does have three less games played than Minnesota and Nashville. Yeah,
1: so Colorado still can definitely be Colorado, but Minnesota has looked surprisingly steady. I mean, I mean I the Sabers. Get over the, Sabers the Sabers beat them,
0: so I don't yeah. Know how about good that. can
1: they be? <laughs> I don't. I just
0: can't get over their they're, goaltending. They're they're
1: getting lucky with goalies. I mean, Alex Stalock stood on his head against the Sabers, but somehow the Sabers still won. Voodoo and and yeah, goalies are voodoo. And Kapo like, where is he coming from? Why is he so good? Well, all and of
0: Camp a Talbot. Oh yeah, that, that, that's
1: that's who it is, Camp Talbot. Yeah, Talbot. Yeah.
2: Like I said, goaltenders are like craft beers. There's a million of them. They're all weird, and
1: you never know what you're going to get. Right. Yeah. But um, another team that is just mind-boggling is Nashville. Yeah, when I did mean, that
0: happen? What did I miss?
1: I, Dude, I thought I they were, know. like, rebuilding after they sent out Arvidsson. Yeah, I mean, they have an aging core of Duchene, Forsberg, and Johansson. I mean, Forsberg not so much, but Duchesne and Johansson. And I mean Mikhail Granlin hasn't looked like himself. None of their prospects are really exceeding. But I mean they did have they did add Matias Eckholm. That's probably a good anchor piece on defense. But it's not like they added anybody. No, because they They got Ryan Yeah. Oh right. That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. So honestly, I don't know what's happening here. And you say Saros I guess. You say Saros is incredibly good. He is every penny worth 5 million. He is he has played 24 games this year of their 20 or of th- of their 30 games played and he has a 2.22 goals against average and a 924 save percentage.
2: I don't know guys, goaltending's a hell of a drug.
1: <laughs> so anyway, that's the central. It's pretty wacky as always. So we'll keep an eye on that. This, and this
2: whole year is all just wacky.
1: Oh, and like I said, Whoa. Arizona. Arizona's still in last with only six wins. Oof. Doing One good. Of... About to get kicked out of there. About to get
0: kicked out of the oh. arena. One of oh, no, They, teams they, they not made have their ten Yeah. Yeah. They made their payments allegedly.
1: Yeah, but they did. But then, like, something else happened in the. No, they the made. City. They made
0: everything now, but that had to come out first for them to actually pay it. Oh. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Move the team to Houston.
0: Hartford, Quebec, anywhere. Give Houston. Give Houston. Kansas City. Kansas City. Kansas City. Kansas City's be cool. Yeah. I feel like I would just hate them just out of pure. Why do we have more teams in Minnesota?
1: Minnesota's quote unquote the state of hockey. Like, we only have one team there. I don't know. They're not Um, even good. Yeah, that's well, now they're good. But... They did move a team from there in the, in the what was it the 80s, 90s. to the North 90s. When did the North Stars leave? It the
0: late 90s.
1: Yeah. No, it'd be okay. early. It be early 90s cuz they became the Dallas
0: Stars and the Dallas Stars won the cup in the 90s. Hey, by late 90s can still be like 96, 97.
1: I'm going to look this up while you do the Pacific. Okay. Make fun of you
0: when you are All know. right. Instead I, of think playing semantics, was, I, I think it was I think it was 92, 93. It, yeah, I think it was. I'm just Putting out a ballpark estimate there, so so, so
2: you're wrong, and you're trying to stick your guns. But you're wrong.
0: Ninety-three. There. I was more just right, doing Luke. it to piss off Josh about what can be considered the late nineties.
2: But you were wrong. It's because it's okay to be wrong. Was, you can admit it. This is a safe space.
1: It's because I was born in ninety-nine, wasn't? It, isn't it, Luke? I
0: never said I
2: wasn't yeah, it's wrong. All
1: your fault. Putting the
2: crease was your fault. Anyways, Luke, how's the, how's the Pacific?
0: Never said I was wrong, but Vegas sitting up top, as expected, sitting at 20, 12, and 0. One of only two teams that do not does not have an overtime loss yet. The other one is sitting in number four in this division, but Anaheim still sitting at number two, tied with Vegas, sitting at 17, 9, and 6, also with 40 points. Anaheim scares me.
1: Trevor Zegers scares me a lot. He's nasty. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) We should have just we should have offered Eichel for Zegers one for one, and that would have been fine. Yeah. Apparently,
2: (laughs) the ask was Zegers, Drysdale, and like two (laughs) firsts. That's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot.
0: Yeah. No wonder Bob Murray pulled him. it. Bob Murray actually (laughs) did the right thing. But
2: yeah, he gets right every (laughs) once in a while.
0: Center number three still somehow. Uh, Batman 500 is partially the reason is Calgary sitting at 15, seven and six good for 36 points, four points behind Anaheim and Vegas. I see a drop off. Their coming defense them remember very that fast. they suck. Yeah. I see a drop off coming very soon for Calgary.
1: Yeah. I mean, the the dream's kind of over.
2: So you're saying they're flaming out. <sighs>
0: that's, that's terrible. Even,
1: that's, yeah. I'll there, see goes the, help. there goes the mute button.
0: However, sadly I enough, that. I think they end up <laughs> I think they I end up that. staying in the playoffs. Calgary? No way. Just uh, dad, just because of how weak this division
1: is. That's true. The Pacific has been dog shit for the past two years.
0: Because Edmonton's sitting in fourth right now, sitting at eighteen eleven and oh, the other undefeated team well overtime the other team undefeated. yeah, with no overtime losses. Also sitting at thirty six points. So Edmonton is kind of falling off. They'll climb a little bit. They'll climb back up. I think they'll end in second or third.
1: I think L.A. replaces Calgary. Yeah, you see uh,
2: Turcotte's making his debut, I think, tonight.
1: Yeah. I mean, L.A. is going to be good in a few years if everyone develops the way they should. I mean, Kaliev, Turcotte, Byfield, Peterson's good for some
0: reason. I don't know why. Um... Give it to the midway point. He falls off. Yeah, you're right. He did I don't it know. last year, and then I don't he came back I, up at the very end.
1: It's just I've been talking about this for a couple of years now. LA's pipe is like loaded. Like their pipeline is loaded with prospects.
2: Well, winning the lottery to get Byfield it definitely helps. Yeah, I mean, Byfield just got back from an injury. He's, mm-hmm. I believe, with the Ontario rain on a conditioning stint.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got Clark Brand. I mean uh Gabe Velarde. Brant Clark. Brant Clark. Jeez. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I am rolling today. Um Alex Turcott. Uh I mean Anthony. Is, oh, Anthony Steve's not a prospect. What am I saying? No uh, Byfield. Like they just got now I'm just saying people in general too. They got Phil to Cal Peterson's actually injured right now. So that's concerning for them I have follow but, is a huge piece. I have follow. He's from uh bring IFLO to Buffalo. He's from uh the bring town him home. next to me. My 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 buddies went to school with him, so that's bring him go. home.
3: I I skated with him growing up. He's an unreal, yeah, unreal cool. family. Yeah,
1: um, but no. So like I said, I think L A. deserves it.
0: I I him him. kind of see L A. as like a little bit better West Coast version of Buffalo. Yeah, same with. I mean, they have well, they have the pipeline. They're supposed to be getting good and getting like really good, and they just yeah.
1: What's nice is we're starting to see the solidify it. I feel like we're starting to see the flip that's coming, because Anaheim's getting good, LA is getting good, Buffalo should get good, Boston's getting bad, Washington's nah, Washington's not bad yet. Uh, Pittsburgh has been not consistent. Ivan Rodriguez, shut up. Um, mute him <laughs> um, but no I just like seeing how like it's kind of flipping you're seeing all these picks finally pay off for these teams and it's it's refreshing to see different names and faces and teams in these top spots and then there's Toronto and Tampa Bay yeah right and then there's Toronto losing in the first round
0: to Tampa biggest Bay. rival
2: in all sorts <laughs>
1: with
0: it though that pretty much concludes that standings recap and what's going to be going on as we head back into games being played. But now I believe I'm going to let Steve take this away and just have a nice little chat with Gullo.
2: Let's do it boys. Oh God. You trust me with this? I wouldn't. Boys. Yeah. So I, I guess your uh, sweatshirt isn't the thing you're most wrong about today. Uh, anyways, um, man, that was a terrible joke.
1: That was just really me. bad. Where were you going no, with that? I,
2: dude, I don't, I don't.
3: Can you mute him again? Can you mute him Yeah,
1: me? yeah, I got, <laughs> I got you. I got you. Um, Thank so you. I'm going to conduct the interview from here on. No, Perfect. Steve, Go ahead. Take it back, Steve. Take it back. You got to unmute yourself, though.
2: Yeah, yeah, go. So, uh, you know, just kind of introduce yourself, like where you played, you know, where you grew up, shit like that.
3: Um, all right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm from, uh, kind of where, where Steve's from, Penfield, Fairport, New York. Um, it's just a suburb of Rochester and, uh, just grew up playing youth hockey with, uh, parenting youth hockey organization there. And, um, you know, I, I I'm an only child, so my, I kind of had the, so am I. the, nice dude, let's go. I had <laughs> so the privilege Luke.
1: and yeah, so uh, was Luke, actually.
3: luxury of my parents kind of being able to take me and do a lot of that stuff where with would siblings, right. You might not have, um, that luxury. And I know savvy are a little different cause your brothers also played, but, um, did that um and then I ended up uh playing on on some pretty good travel teams out in Syracuse and Buffalo as as, as I got older and um you know kind of could tell that there was some potential with with uh, with my game to maybe to, to get into college which was the ultimate goal at the time um ended up uh you know working all the way up through Buffalo Junior Sabres 16U 18U played juniors with uh Steve actually in Syracuse um played juniors with junior sabers as well. It would, with Steve, it was, it was my last year before I ended up going to college, which was pretty exciting. And uh, we can get back to that later if we want. And then was lucky enough to earn a spot with uh, Brockport Golden Eagles, which is NCAA Division Three. Spent two great years there. Um, transferred to Kings College, which is also Division III. Um, it was a brand new startup program. So there were some growing pains there, but um, definitely value my time I spent there. And um, my goal was always to play pro, but everybody, I think, says that. And I was lucky enough to, to get a chance to do that in the Federal Prospects Hockey League with Danville Dashers. And, and now I'm playing in the Southern Professional Hockey League, which is the next pro league up uh, for the Vermilion County Bobcats. So it's just a quick little, little recap about, you know, kind of my hockey family tree there. And, and we can dive into each a little bit more if you guys want to as we go along here.
2: Yeah, just to kind of give some context. So the SPHL that you're in right now, As you were Mm -hmm. describing to me earlier, if you translate it to baseball terms, it's like high a, Yep. so it's one under being affiliated with an NHL club. So it's one under the ECHL.
1: Correct. So do you have to get, so to get to the E, do you have to get drafted or do they, just like an ECHL club? So
3: what's really cool actually is going on right now with all this COVID stuff going on. Um, there's in the five North American professional leagues, um, Oh, there's six, but the five United States ones. Um, everything's a trickle-down effect. So if something happens in the NHL, it'll guys will get brought up from the AHL, then ECHL, SPHL, FPHL. So it's kind of cool. So, like, we're sitting here, and even though we're technically an independent league, you're looking at stuff on NHL Network, and you're like, wow, that could really affect something. So, um, for example, like, you don't have to be drafted. We have guys, like, I think today there was at least in our league, There's we have a 10-team league, I think. 12 to 16 guys went up to East coast teams today. Um, wow. Just cause everything is everything with this, with guys getting put on COVID protocol. And um, some guys are rightfully do belong there from having successful starts. Um, but when you go up to one of those teams, even though let's say somebody got called up from my league to Cincinnati, it doesn't mean you're Buffalo's property because you're only on an East coast contract you're not on an NHL contract getting reassigned to the East Coast. So if, let's say, player A goes up, plays with Cincinnati for two games, gets sent back down, well, now he can go play for South Carolina, which is Washington's um, uh, ECHL club. So unless you're on, like, an NHL contract, you don't technically belong to that that NHL organization. You're just playing for their affiliate, which at the end of the day is so cool. You can say you're playing for an NHL affiliate.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. So so the call mm-hmm. up of like Krebs and Paterka today that the Sabers did that could yeah, affect you guys. Oh, hey, hey, too, well,
3: yeah. Yeah. It, it, exactly. Like that'll that'll then therefore guys are going to get brought, probably brought up from Cincinnati to Rochester. That means Cincinnati's mm-hmm. missing some guys, so you're going to have your pickings from our league, which is wow, pretty cool to see. So yeah. yeah,
1: that's awesome. Yeah. And so. It's cool.
3: like, over like a so like hundred plus right. NHL players are on COVID protocol right now. So that mm-hmm. means hundred plus players now have opportunities to, to climb the leagues.
1: Right.
2: Yeah. That's huh. really cool. So, so take us back to the transition from college to pro because mm-hmm. uh, you said there's not a draft. So did you know somebody, did you have a connection there? Did they scout, scout your games at Kings college? How did that happen?
3: So, um, Savi, you might know this guy, Alex Palmerville. Do you know? Him? Yeah. So he, yeah, he was playing.
2: Uh, he's, he's Mike's age.
3: Yeah. So he he was playing uh in the in the FPHL, the Federal Prospects Hockey League, which is like the, the lowest one. And this is my senior year in college, and um, he was playing for Danville Dashers, which is in Danville, Illinois, small town, which is where I currently am right now, actually. Um, and they had a game in Elmira, New York, which was about like an hour and a half from where I went to school in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. And my senior season had ended, so I was just finishing school waiting to graduate and they were in town they had some injuries they're like hey do you want to do you want to come on a pto which is a professional tryout or a player tryout I was like yeah like for sure yeah so um I met them in Elmira New York played played for them there so that was my first my first professional game which was to this day surreal like honestly like I kind of forget it just because it's like you black out you just it's everything like you've even though it's it's minors, like everything you've ever dreamed of is kindly, finally finally kind of coming to, which is super exciting and something to be proud of. Um so then I, I finished school, played that one game, I had to go back, finish school, graduated, and then uh whether it was somebody giving me a good word, my coach, players, whatever, scouting, I got a call from the coach at the time and they invited me to training camp on on uh, um on a PTO again and and I was lucky enough to have a good camp and make it out of camp and play, uh, play my first full professional season, which was cut short due to COVID, which sucked, but everybody else had to deal with that. So I'm not going to whine and cry about that it just is what it is. And you gotta, gotta kind of take those bounces as they come.
2: So yeah, when you... leave the whining and crying to me. Cause it ended my career. There you go. <laughs> well, yeah, so... I was at Nattie's in uh, Philly made, made go. the elite eight and then the whole tournament shut down. Do you want to be the guest?
3: Do you want to be the guest? We can interview you tonight. Talk about your hockey (laughs) career.
0: Oh, shit. Damn. Yeah. So
2: I played five years with one organization and then played club hockey in college at the end. Perfect.
1: (laughs) That was wild. So to get back...
2: (laughs) Felt like I was really there.
1: uh, (laughs) To get back into it a little bit. So how, when, when you get called from the SPHL to the ECHL, how do they determine like which team you go to is it is it just like whatever team wants you pretty much or is it So like... um what's cool is the higher leagues
3: you go in pro too it's not always the best player that's getting called up right. so the guy with the most points right. it's it's the it's the position you need so let's say mm-hmm. a third line defensive center who's a good penalty killer goes down in the east coast but you're not going to call a first line winger from the sp right. you're going to call probably a a third line a good third line center um so right. Certain coaches have no guys just through the grapevine, so yeah. um, the the ECHL coaches can put it on themselves to you know do some do some scouting or look right. at you know kind of like uh online stats or they can call a coach that they have a good relationship say who do you got for me? This is what yeah. we need right now. What player fits that criteria? um And that yeah, because
1: I was just wondering because like because like you like you said you, when you get called up to those teams you're not affiliated with the NHL club so it's like they basically just get the pick of the litter that like, yeah. Yep. Is there like a waiver wire system? Like what if like two teams want to call you up and like, what do they do? You know? I mean, I think at that point too, it might be who got to him first, where, okay. what's the player,
3: what's the player prefer. Um, yeah. So let's say, let's say for example, Cincinnati called me at 9am today and then Fort Wayne calls me at 11am. Well, I mean, you kind of have to give that team who got to you first kind of the benefit of the doubt. Um. Yeah just in that because that can burn bridges and then um, obviously your name can get blacklisted and nobody wants that because then that kind of sewers you.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Hockey's such a small world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hockey's such a small world. It's definitely got a lot to do with the relationships with coaches, probably pointing guys in the right way. And yeah. the second you're like, oh, this player is really good. And then he goes to say the ECHL and he fucking flames out. You're like, all right, well, your opinion doesn't fucking mean dick.
3: A lot of it too, is how you conduct yourself to it. it. And we all think of this as a game and it is, and yeah, we might not at this level be making millions of dollars, but this is our job. Like we clock in, we, we, we go to work for the day and you know, we get a paycheck out of it. So I think a lot of it too, is when guys are getting called up, their on ice performance obviously is what matters like pretty much the most, but it's how, how do you conduct yourself off the ice? How do you conduct yourself around the room, all that stuff. And you know, you might have a guy who's, you know, like an incredible player, but he's a piece of shit. Like he's probably not getting that call. Maybe a guy who's maybe a little less talented, but he does everything right. He's, and as cliche as that sounds, that guy is going to get that opportunity because he's going to go up and do the right things. And and then that looks good on that SPHL organization and coach for sending him, you know, a good guy instead of somebody who's going to go in there and, and kind of ruin the locker room and ruin the face of whatever uh, coast organization they go to
1: but stupid as it is it's very much i, I don't know if you've seen I, i'm sure you've all seen goon um kind of like with like Doug Glatt yeah and what's his name like it's uh, stupid as it is it's just a movie Laflamme. it's like Laflamme. That, yeah laflem that's what it xavier is
2: xavier laflem
1: yeah yeah that was his name um but yeah no it's like it's like that it's like the the nice guy is going to not the nice guy necessarily but the the team player is going to get the shot before the superstar asshole
2: so what you're saying yeah. is we need to put our face without a shield in front of a puck, and then we too can play pro hockey.
1: Yeah, just fight everybody you see.
2: Got to be good at it, though. Can't be my (laughs) bullshit beer league fights, quote-unquote.
3: Sabi, you getting tilled in beer league, buddy? That's embarrassing.
2: Dude, I I literally, I poke-checked this guy, he fell on his ass, and then tomahawked the back of my foot. I went over and called him an asshole, throws off his gloves, rips off my helmet, and starts trying to wail on me. So I tackled him. Damn. That was the end of it. Got me a two-game <laughs> suspension. Literally, the the guy didn't realize he was getting kicked out. Do, uh... This is when the sabers were on the west coast. So I literally have my phone on the bench and I'm watching the sabers between shifts because I don't give a crap. This is D minus. Like I'm dying. Like I'm literally falling asleep on the ice. So I, I go, like I know my night's over. So I go get my stuff. I'm watching the Sabers as I'm getting off the ice, and I saw in the video after, like the guys pointing a stick at me, and you could hear them threatening me in the park. Like I'll find you in the park lot. I'm gonna fuck kill you. You know I'm just skating off the ice with my stuff in one arm and my phone in the other, watching the Sabers.
3: <laughs> do you so uh, absolute joke? Do you eat your bowl of nails with or without
1: milk in the morning? <laughs> just curious. Yeah, I mixed it up sometimes it's nails sometimes it's tax
3: depends depends on how he's feeling
2: well you know <laughs> i, I am a robot so you mix in some mm-hmm. gears in there some
3: metal
0: so it is it. oil instead of milk sometimes <laughs>
1: <laughs> so no, you I gotta got, keep things loose i got a quick question about uh about your college career so yep. when uh when exactly did you leave brockport
3: so i was in
1: brockport my freshman
3: year was 2015 2016 and then sophomore year, 16, 17. So, and the reason I left is um, it wasn't going great there. Just, and what that was, I, I wasn't what the, the head coach wanted. He wanted, uh, and, and I don't know if Sabi told you, I'm, a, I'm very undersized. Um, and he wanted bigger, bigger guys. And whether I agree or disagree, that's just a thing. Some coaches, that's their ideology. No hard feelings. It's just not the right fit for everybody. Um, so the coach that recruited me, he was the assistant coach. He uh, was taking over a brand new D3 team down in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, at Kings College, and um, a bunch of three kids in my class that he recruited. Um, We were kind of in the same boat, not really, like, playing a ton, just wasn't fitting what the head coach wanted. So we are like, hey, like, we're going to be juniors. Like, not playing isn't going to help us get to pro. Like, we'll go down there. So we we followed him down there, transferred. Um, And that's kind of why I transferred. I'm never going to say anything bad about Brockport, even though, like, it didn't work out for me. It's just cause the coach had different visions on what he wanted than what I fit. And I wasn't fitting his system. And that's, that's totally fine. You see it in NHL all the time. Some guys fit a different system than other guys do It just is what it is. You can cry and whine and bitch about it or try and find an alternative. And I was fortunate and lucky enough to find an alternative and get a, get kind of a second wind in my, uh, in my college career.
1: Yeah. I was just curious. Cause like, I mean, I don't know if you you and Steve have talked too much about it, but me, Steve, and Luke all did um, play-by-play stuff with the Fredonia radio station on the okay. college campus. So I've called, like, Brockport hockey games and stuff, like Brockport versus Fredonia hockey games. I was yeah. just curious if you had been there, like, when I was involved. But I my freshman year was 2017. So no, I, was, I, uh, I would have so- pointed out Gullo
2: and – we probably would have had a great time. That's uh, true. That's true. No, Schneider was there when we called the game. I remember I went up to the glass and I, yeah, Schneids. So I I tapped on the glass, went and said, hi, gave me a little nod. I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. I I know your pregame ritual and just the nod is actually you being really nice. So that's just actually (laughs) like getting out of his little zone for a second. Right. And I'm glad he didn't try and like stab me or something. That's all right. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, yeah, he's a great dude.
1: <laughs> no, it's a cool college story though. Cause like, you don't, like you don't always hear that part of the story, you know, like the part oh. before everything. And like, I feel like a lot of people, like a lot of times you see, like when someone transfers like that, it's usually like, Oh, that's the end of it. But like for you, it was actually the beginning, you know?
3: Well, and it was, it was crazy too. So again, like obviously being undersized, you've always been told you're too small. You're never going to make it. And And, and for me, I always kind of gave you that big, like, F you attitude towards that. Like I'll prove you wrong, which I use even, even to this day, I still hear it. And, and that's just kind of say it more to me. It's just going to like, make me, make me do more work harder. And uh, the year I played juniors with uh, Stavi, I was uh, talking to SUNY Potsdam uh, as well. And I was all set to go there. Um, they said, if you have a good playoff, which the league we played in, I ended up leading playoffs and scoring. And uh, it was under my understanding that I would go there and, and this is in April, so May rolls around. Haven't heard anything. Not too worried because I know the the season before is ending, or the school year before is ending. June rolls around. Not haven't really heard anything yet. So I text my coach uh, in Syracuse, and I was like, "What's what's going on?" And he's like, "I'll look into it." And now July rolls around. I'm like, "Okay, this is getting like pretty soon. Like, what's going on?" Well, apparently, the guy that I was going to take his spot, he ended up deciding to come back and not transfer. And the Potsdam coach never told me this. So now I'm sitting at July. (laughs) Yep. That's fantastic. So I'm sitting at July and I have no school to play for. So I was like, I'm going to end up on a school. Things always go crazy in my life in the hockey world and they always work out. So I, I started training, um, at next level strength and conditioning, which is a quick plug for where I work and where I train in Rochester. And, uh, my, I started doing these like skates and, and ironically enough, the assistant coach at Brockport who, recruiting me was running these skill skates, so it comes. um, You know, I, I approached him and I said, "Hey, like, I'm looking for a place to play. I want to earn a spot on your team." So um, he really took a liking to me. I got, I applied to Brockport. Honestly, like the second week of August, so like right before classes started. Holy shit! And uh, yeah, it was wild. And uh, I had to go. Basically, I had to go to tryouts and tryout, which was just a formality. He told me you're on the team. It just you got to do it to. Appeal to the head coach because the head coach is kind of an, an older stickler, kind of like an old school guy. So um, went there, just kept quiet, never told anybody what the deal was, just kind of kept to myself um, and uh, went to went to tryouts or whatever and made the team, which I already kind of knew I was. But, again, I was just trying to mind my own P's and Q's and, and be professional about it. And, uh, I mean, that's how it started there. So I think that, too, also played a little bit of a factor. So in the head coach's mind, I was – trying out i was never like committed so i think that kind of played a factor into his head too that i, I, I always started behind the eight ball with mm-hmm. him so i think that was and again like i said just not everybody's the right fit for everything right. so yeah that was which was kind of crazy how i got there and then like i said the whole transfer thing was also wild
2: as well dude i remember that summer i think that was the year before uh do you remember my buddy john the guy who with us all the time.
3: put his ankle at 90 degrees on the pavement. Yeah. I remember that guy. <laughs> I remember that yeah, guy. So
2: he's been on the show a couple of times, but, uh, yeah, that was a summer. He still had his truck and was in New York. So we load up the, my net, bring all the shit over to town hall and we just play street hockey once a week. So I, I, I heard this like behind the scenes, like, yeah, I don't really know where I'm going. And that's, I didn't want to pry. So that's as, mm. as much as i got and then it was like a week before classes were started like yeah i think i might go to brockport i don't know and then like in two days classes were going and you're like yeah yeah i got accepted i start next week it was like okay. uh what? Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah it was
3: it was crazy i got moved into the apartments with uh the hockey guys and because we never lived on campus we always lived off campus and and uh, oh. i was doing like all the team workout stuff all the captain skates all the team parties all that stuff like so they brought me in right away and like treated me like one of them, which was kudos to those guys. I had a, the senior class, which, you know, like the cliche of seniors are, are assholes to so the incoming guys. The senior class was incredible. Like I, I still talk to those guys. They were incredible. It was like four or five, just mutant Canadian guys, like big ears, <laughs> like six, six, like they look the most intimidating ever. And all these guys wanted to do is have a good time and play some hockey. And, and uh, they welcomed me and treated me like one of them. And it made, that transition super super easy for me. I had a good experience yeah, that, with
2: that. That's sweet. So now mm-hmm. now backing up, we kind of beat a pro and college to death. Backing up to your junior years, just looking through your elite prospects page, I'm seeing yep. like ten different teams. So,
3: I started in the the OJHL, the Ontario Junior Hockey League, which is under the OHL. So you don't get it's it's basically what would be under the ohl and i was playing for junior sabers there um for mike pekka which was my favorite player growing up which was pretty exciting and uh lindy Ruff's kid was on the team there and uh so i was playing there pretty exciting first taste of juniors first taste of you know living away from home um as an adult i lived away at home as a kid but as an adult so that was pretty fun um and we're the only states team so we were always going up to canada and um you know playing against like pretty high end kids from Toronto, which, uh, you know, a lot of them are maybe not NHL, but a lot of them are playing in like the AHL or East coast now, which is pretty cool. And, uh, did that. Uh,
2: how does, how does like Canadian juniors compare to American juniors? Cause as, as you know, I only played in the empire oh, USP dude, it's, show. It's
3: it's, uh, the USPHL that you're still playing hockey league. Um, <laughs> yeah, well it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, man, it's, it's definitely more physical, Everything happens faster up there, Every, like everything skill wise, like physicality, like timing. Everything's happening way faster. And and uh, I don't think that league is as good as it was when I played in it. But it was it was really good. Um, a lot of Division One commits out of that. But anyways, long story short, um not really going to go into what happened. But there was some uh, political stuff that went on with uh, some former people in the actual Buffalo Sabres organization. And I ended up uh, kind of finding my way out because of I was playing over some of those people's child and they weren't very happy about it. So read into that what you may, because I walked in on that conversation between this person and uh, my coach. So that was kind of awkward. And next day I found myself on waivers. So I kind of got the idea of what went on. And then I ended up going to play in the Atlantic Junior Hockey League in the States for the New Jersey Titans and uh it was whatever and this is my first year of juniors and for those of you who don't know juniors you can play up till 21 so a lot of kids will do that after high school before college it's typical for hockey guys to go into their freshman year at 21 rather than 18 um so and I was 18 at the time so it was my first year and last game of the year I ended up uh routine just kind of getting pinched off on the wall first shift of the game ended up tearing my ACL and uh First time I'd really ever missed time for hockey, ended up missing 11 and a half months out of that last game of the year. Didn't mean anything. And uh, so I missed my whole second year of junior. So at the time I was talking to Brown and Yale university, and that kind of went out the door when you miss that amount of time at that age. So that was kind of tough. That was kind of tough. Um, but yeah, you know the so to get I, into Brown. absolutely not, but uh, fake, it <laughs> you, fake it till you make it right. I love how you say Brown instead of Yale. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> um. So then I had
2: well, Isn't of y- is Yale better or is Brown better? I mean, Yale's more known.
0: Yeah, I'd say Yale's least more.
1: Yale known. is significantly better, I think.
0: That's no, that, I'm, I'm not saying, talking about right sig- like okay. academics.
1: Oh, I, I just don't know. Oh, I don't know.
2: I don't know. I well, know we're they're talk, both we, really good academic wise. We're, we didn't
1: come here to talk schools, Steve. Yeah. Well,
2: well, the great lie in college hockey is that, you know, hockey players are dumb. To be not, a D1 not, hockey player, like half the teams smart. are fantastic academic schools. Like mm-hmm. the Ivy League has its own division.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like what, 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 what professional player, like he like just retired and he just instantly became like a high end accountant. It was crazy. I can't remember who it was.
3: Well, George Paros, the Department of Player Safety, he played at Dartmouth, which is, an, which is an Ivy League school.
1: Jesus. I didn't know
3: but that. I, man, that, that's a – and, crazy. and Sammy, good point there. That's a huge, like, old adage is the whole dumb jock thing. And let's be real. There are a couple of them out there at the end of the day. But the, a lot of hockey guys I've known are very educated, smart kids. And I think a lot – for me, I didn't like school. I hated school but I saw it as my a way to, you know, help me continue my playing career. So whatever would allow me to continue my playing career to pursue pro, I was gonna put 110% into it, even if I hated it. And I think a lot of guys have that same mentality. Yeah, like school sucks, I hate school, but man, this is my ticket to, you know, getting an education, getting to that next level. So I think a lot of guys kind of put a little bit of onus on themselves to to take that pretty seriously.
2: Yeah, that, that was always something. When I start, I started playing juniors at sixteen, playing in Q's in the you know Empire Plug League. But like first thing, Coach Scott was like, "All right, all of you need to get your grades up, because if you're getting a C average in high school, you can scratch off half the schools right now, and that's before they even watch you play." <laughs> It, it it just it just limits your opportunities. So if, if there are any kids listening, go to school.
3: Just put your head down, do it. Just battle, battle through it. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, uh, so, so uh, after that injury, so that how how did uh you end up in Houston? Did uh, Coach Kelly recruit you, or did yeah? You talk so to Coach
3: that so that whole second year, I sat out with that ACL injury and um, played like maybe handful of games at the end with that same team in new jersey and then similar to my college story summer came had no idea what i was doing um you know just trying to figure out what where i was going to go and again like the rest of my hockey career i always knew something would fall into fall into place and um kid i played with Sabi jake i played with jake who was our captain i played with this kid growing up in youth hockey and uh his last name jake farabee uh joel farabee's brother
2: um, yeah, you, you might recognize the
3: last name. Yeah, you might recognize a little bit. Yeah, Jojo used, to, <laughs> JoJo used to practice. He called him JoJo. JoJo used to practice with us when he was like six years old and we were 12, 13, and he was still just as good as all of us at the time. It was wild. <laughs> so, um, but anyways, he, he invited me out for a seat, and uh, I told him I was looking for a place to play, and we played there, and I met the coach at the time, Paul Kelly. And, uh, this is again, this is like end of July, August, and the season starts mid-August. And uh, met with him after practice. And he said, hey, uh, so this is where I see you playing this year. And I figured he was going to say either he's not interested or maybe like a fourth-line role. And uh, he sat me down. He goes, yeah, I look at you as our first-line center. We've been missing someone like you. And I was like, yep, sign me up. Where's the contract? Sign it right away. And kudos to him. He was a man of his word. And Stavi, you can agree, I played pretty much top-line center with Jake and Swagger that whole year. Yeah, the, out the, the, the entire years. year. Yeah
2: which is pretty crazy we were the second best team in that league all year so we we were going back and forth with the bruins we had a good rivalry there so and this is when the elite league was an actual junior a league yeah so like now it's basically with the empire folding it's basically turned into a junior b league since they've added two leagues on top of it since Mm -hmm. but this was back like our two teams were fucking good
3: Savvy, a couple kids off that junior Bruins team play. I play against them in the SP now. One of them just got called up to the coast. Oh, shit. Yeah.
2: Are you still douchebags or?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty (laughs) much
2: so. Shocker. Yeah, I hate the fucking Bruins.
3: And, uh, but yeah, that last year. You know exactly why. Yeah. That 14, 15 year, I, it's where I got to play with our, yours truly, it's Steven. It's where I got to meet him quite a bunch. And boy, will I never forget him. Goodness gracious. We're sorry. It's, it's okay. I've, I've been, I've been See, in You guys met me when times. I chilled
2: out a bit. Gullo got the full experience of me just being basically a Crazy?
3: psycho. Crazy.
2: Yeah. That. That's yeah, dude, you were kind. nuts.
3: You were nuts.
2: I, just so like we, my pre- we, pregame habits, like I'm not talking to anybody. Like I'm staring off into the distance, focusing on like, I was a no I, fun person.
3: I have the funniest Stavi story ever is we were playing, we are playing some team and he got hit from behind pretty bad. And uh, like he just grabs his head. He's just holding. And we were cages at that time. He's just holding his head. And uh, you see him get up and you think he's like, Oh man, this kid's pretty hurt. And you just see him go like full Terminator mode, like take a stick over his head. Like he's going to chop somebody. And chase this kid around the ice, and this kid's literally just skating away, or like completely irrelevant from the play. And Savi's literally, like, chasing this kid down, trying to tomahawk him with his stick mid-play. And this went on for maybe 30, 45 seconds. Just (laughs) running around the ice trying to kill this kid. And it was incredible. Steve, is that the
1: same cage that I wear?
2: Yes, that is the exact cage (laughs) that you wear. I gave uh, Josh most of my star shit. Oh, it's terrible. Including sorry. Right down <laughs> yeah. to the duck tape pants. Yeah, oh,
1: that's awful. Steve, that's Steve
0: awful. is that the story where you're pretty sure your parents heard you?
1: Oh, yeah. Is that the story Oh, they Kerwin heard told me us? all the time. Is
0: that the story <laughs> Kerwin
2: told us, too? Uh, no, but it's very similar. So, okay. uh, Which Kerwin say, did you have on? Save so we Sabi. had Luke Which on, did you have? Because okay. I played with Luke uh, the same yeah. year as, uh, you know, talk Angelo. and Brinker. Uh, J- 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 Brank, yeah, Brink, yeah. And, and jesse jesse farabee that was our Mm -hmm. first year playing together but uh yeah so we're playing the bay state breakers and we're coming up out of the zone i break the puck up i call it a a tuck Kerwin breakout it's center lane pass because they're so goddamn good like you just put in the area and they're gone it was the easiest breakout ever but behind the play guy hooked me right in the balls directly in the nuts right under the cup boom so i go down i get up they call the play offsides sides or some shit so i'm right in front of the bench the guy's maybe 20 feet ahead of me i take six running strides in front of our bench and just shout at the guy i'm gonna fucking kill you <laughs> well the ref gots me first
3: oh it was this i was scared for this kid like seeing a russian robot come at you full speed is like <laughs> gotta be one of the most terrifying things ever
0: I see Steve has, like, slightly turned down his anger issues. He's still old man. that He's just old man that shouts at clouds now. Oh, okay.
2: Dude, I, I chilled out a here lot during college, and I think it has a lot to do with the 8-ounce curls. That'll help 12-ounce curls.
0: That'll help you.
3: 40-ounce curls. It's fine. Yeah.
0: With that, though, awesome. we are going to jump into some closing time as we're running along here on the Frozen Four pod. So, Gullo... You're new here, so what we do, we just kind of give a little spiel or even another fun story about Steve because that's always fun. That's good. Please do that. <laughs> um, okay, so
3: this one, its again, this one you kind of more have to be there for that. But um, we used to play, like you were saying, we'd go play street hockey. And uh, we were playing. A bunch of my friends met his friends from school or whatever. And uh, all my friends, like, did or currently still play competitive or professional hockey. And uh, we were playing street hockey, and, and the gra- it was getting to be nighttime, so the gra- and it was summer, so the grass got dew on it. And for whatever reason, the street hockey ball, like, got hit into the grass. And I don't know why, but, like, the crazy person he is, he was going, like, full speed, like, arms 90 degrees, like Usain bolting at this ball in the grass in the middle of a park for no reason. And, like, out of a movie, this kid steps on the grass and just completely, just like a banana peel, just goes – feet so high in the air like lands directly <laughs> on his back oh, and you know man. how mad he like how mad he gets he just starts swearing just starts swinging his stick <laughs> in, right. it everywhere and we're all like bent over we're doubled over just crying laughing and uh <laughs> so anyways he's he's pretty upset at this point so we continue playing and no. i don't know why but he start he got in front of a kid trying to shoot and all he's screaming is like, no, 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 no. And this kid just put his head down and took like a slap shot and just absolutely smoked him in the shin with the street hockey oh. ball. And it was awesome to see him in so much pain. I know that's bad to say, but it was the funniest thing. Just seeing how incredibly increasingly angry and crazy he would get. So how kind of could, you get, could
0: how, you get? How
3: angry can you get? And that was that was one of my favorite Stavi stories. Was just seeing him get abused by a street hockey baller, pucking, people laughing at him, and him getting more mad.
0: Steve, you gotta have more of your friends on. These stories are fantastic.
3: Hey, all I'm saying
0: <laughs> is we can send it over to Steve if he, if he's got anything on Golo, he could just send it right back. Oh, you yeah, probably got a true.
3: couple on me.
2: Well, I, I do, but they're mostly visual gags that you literally have to be there for. So I, I have a few pictures that one I'm not going to describe because it involves uh, Jola Scarrow and a uh, horse mask. So that, mm, that one yeah, I'm I not going to describe because th- that, that one's just for us. <laughs> that, that, was a, that was a fun time. That was a good one. Yeah. I, I mean, a, a quick one is one time we're dicking around in the locker room. And as we said, Golo's an undersized guy. So I don't know, I don't know why or who thought of it. But I think it, I think it was Garth who's like, we're going to put you in one of our bags you're like okay because you know you're just having fun and you don't give a shit so we literally stuffed gullo into one of our hockey bags and then garth <laughs> carried you around for a little bit you like know i know fucking... what's funny
3: is a snap memory on my phone came up of two years ago my first year with danville and i was climbing out of a hockey bag <laughs> so juniors college pro the same things are still happening That's
0: which is good yeah, to know i, I haven't see, changed right
2: hockey players aren't uh, aren't dumb but we're not always the most creative. We see a small guy. We're just like, Hey, maybe it'll fit in our hockey bag. Doesn't, doesn't matter what level to, we're at.
3: <laughs> when I was a little younger and like, this is before like I, I like this is before, like I, I, um, I was like 130, 25 pounds. I used to sleep up in the overhead compartments in the, in the travel buses, like the big coach buses. And actually, I want to tell this story real quick before I let you guys go. Um, This is when I was playing with Junior Sabres and we were playing in that Canadian League. And we'd have to go over the border to play every game. So we'd go through customs. And after a while, they kind of got accustomed to like seeing us. Like they kind of figured out who we were. But they'd still have to do the full sweep of the bus and like everything, get everybody's ID. Well, apparently, I fell asleep up in the top thing and they didn't check it. So I basically smuggled myself over. The Canadian border, <laughs> which is pretty oh fun. Oh my god, that's so, insane! So when we came back, they had a list of everybody that was on the bus, and I gave my ID, and they're like, "Where was this kid?"
1: Oh my god, that's so insane. that we you got stuck there. For a back while. in the compartment, I should have just stayed right
3: <laughs> back up top. Dude, this Muggle like some 70s show country. shit.
2: <laughs> What's your business completely, in Canada? Completely unintentional, Canada?
3: but yeah, that was a fun story. That was a fun uh, one. That's fantastic, unreal.
2: <laughs> I mean, we got we got a million bus stories. Like, oh yeah, so some, some we don't tell. Some are pretty nonchalant. Some are best uh,
3: left uh left unsaid. to the memory. Some, and, uh, some are left yeah. yep. unsaid.
2: Yep. Others are, yeah, this kid took a Nyquil and took uh, napped all the way to the rink in the crud-filled aisle. Mm-hmm. Like, it was one of those buses where it's not carpet, so mm. it's. You know Oof. and it was early in the winter, so like everyone's shoes are covered just in snow wet. and then it melts yeah. and it's all gross. And you got guy, you know, dip spit that missed, and it's disgusting. This then there's this guy just sleeping directly in the aisle.
0: Oh man, I think
2: he had they two teach goals there.
0: Well, two to their own, game, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, their own. interesting um,
2: cat. I'll leave his name unsaid.
0: <laughs> is that though? Josh, what do you got for us for closing time as we wrap things up here?
1: Uh, not too much. Talking about the the street hockey ball, though, hitting Steve in the shin kind of sparked a memory for me. It, I was probably like 15 or 16, and um, me and my dad were playing street hockey in my driveway, but in the winter. So, like, we don't have a blacktop driveway, but when he would plow, the driveway would pack down enough to where it was like street hockey, and we would just go out there and play. Because I didn't learn how to skate till like, four years ago. And I've been playing pretty much as much as I can ever since. But back then I didn't know how to skate. So I would just, we would go out there and we'd play in the snow and it was fun. So the one day me and my dad were like just shooting around and shit. And he's like, or I was like, I want to take some deflections. So he shoots, we're shooting away. I'm like tipping him and shit. It was really cool. And one gets away from him and the, mind you, it's like 10 degrees outside. So the hockey ball froze. It hit me square in the chin like, no way to react anything. The ball broke. It was so cold, the ball broke. <laughs> like, I don't, know, I don't know why I thought of it, but it just made me think of it. I've never told that story. So. Dude, that <laughs> just jogged
2: my memory for another street hockey story. But street hockey is the greatest thing ever. Oh, yeah. Seriously. 100%. Up there with Pondhawk. So, yeah. I'm playing out in our cul-de-sac back in Dove Hill. And uh, this is just, you know, my friends from high school. You know, John was there and John was the perpetrator of said unfortunate event. So he decided because he was being a jackass, let me take a golf swing. So oh, no. Four smacks it, ball goes directly in my face. Perfect. Hits me right <laughs> in the lip. Oh. I turn back, like I hit it, go, oh. I turn back to him, tell him you're a your fucking asshole. And just the look on his face, and my other friends who saw it were like, oh, shit. But here's the kicker. My, I uh, got my Eagle Scout Award, like, a month before that. And two days after this game, I was having my ceremony with my, with my family, like, for, all from out of town. Oh, I'm the last man. of, like, seven Eagle Scouts in my family. Like, this is a huge deal, especially to my mom. Who John's known since he was like five years old. So, like, he, I'm going back to the house trying to get stitched up, and he's like, Oh my God, like, Mrs. verse, he's gonna murder me.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> fantastic.
3: That a boy, Steven.
0: He eats always, pucks, he eats pucks something. for breakfast. Always, something. no, he eats nails with oil. Oh,
1: that's right.
2: He eats
3: pucks for lunch. Nails for breakfast with oil, pucks for lunch.
2: Dude, how else do you get in the salty spittoon?
0: Then he eats beers for dinner. Beers, I was going to say beers <laughs> for dinner. <laughs> Sounds about right. Mm-hmm.
2: All right, Luke, what you got?
0: Uh, I don't really got much. Work uh, work has gotten a little easier. We're going to telework thanks to COVID, but don't want to get bogged down on that. COVID's been outplayed in every major league sport. So I just want to say thanks to Golo for coming on, taking time out of his day. And joining us here on the Frozen 4 Pod. Let us talk to him for some unbeknownst reason. Mainly Steven.
3: Yeah, thanks, boys. This was super fun. Like I love uh, love what you guys do. I've heard uh, a couple of your podcasts before. Like keep doing your thing, guys. You're killing it. Super fun. Super honored to be on it. Thank thanks, you, man. thank you. Thanks and if you
0: wanna if you wanna also those listening hear our podcasts and what we have said and follow us, check out our Twitter at Frozen4 Pod. Check out our Instagram at Frozen the Number Four Podcast. And follow, subscribe, like, tell your friends. It's a good time. Hockey is back, finally, either tonight or tomorrow. You'll see it when you're listening. So as I say every week, be safe, be smart, and go watch hockey.